Introducing Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Guys, we are back with another episode, episode 18, with our special guest host, Diana. Hey. So, if you guys remember, Diana was on, what was it? She was a lot of episodes. A lot of episodes. As in two. Back in <laughs> December. No, you've been on like three. I've been on two. No, she's been on two. two. She's been on really? two. Really? This, I've is, been her, this two. is her third episode. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well welcome back. two plus one, Matt. <laughs> 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 All right. Why do we always make math jokes on the show? <laughs> do we really make math sure. jokes? Yeah, he Kira always says, Kira, what's that? What's that number? And I'm like, I don't know. Kira, how do you spell that? All right, so <laughs> can we move on to right. stop picking on me? So today we are going to dive in with some news stories, discussing the new TV spots, uh, reading some mock and mail, and also analyzing the last chapter of The Hunger the Games. The last chapter, you guys. I can't believe this we're like, like almost done here. I know. I can't believe it. All that. Up. Like we just started in the summer with chapter one, and now... We're third <gasps> through the series. The next time I'm on, I can start talking about... Okay. Catching yeah. fire, spoilers. Yeah. So, also, just to remind you guys, Squarespace is offering a free trial for our listeners. If you go to squarespace.com slash nightlog, there is a two-week trial for your own website, no experience necessary, with a step-by-step for a professional look for your business blog or even a podcast. After your trial, if you would like to continue, you can use the code NIGHTLOCK3 and receive 20% off your order. The code changes every two months, so just shoot us an email at nightlockpodcast at gmail.com to receive the current code. So, we are going to dive right in here with some Pen and Post news. And the news is brought to you by the Hunger Games fan sites, HungerGamesMovie.org and HGGirlOnFire.com, where you can get up-to-date news coverage about the fandom, and especially the upcoming film, which is less than 20 20 days days away. So, pretty cool. We're very excited, as you can tell by my monotone voice. (laughs) Yeah, Diana, would you like to do this Pen and Post? Sounds like a great idea, Matt. Wait, am I reading that? Yeah, this one. Okay, so, oh god. Katniss as a Barbie doll for an April release <laughs> retailed at $27.99. And its description is that with this Barbie Hunger Games doll, you can style Barbie. <laughs> that sounds so bad. <laughs> Barbie Hunger Games doll. Is this an actual quote? Yeah, it's, it's like in the description <laughs> Could you imagine of the... Barbie in the Hunger Games? I don't think so. <laughs> she can't really record that. Yet. Hey, boys. What are we going <laughs> to do in this Hunger Games? Kira, what was that? <laughs> no, no. I'm so tired. Yeah, because you're so much going. like Barbie. I know. Just, you know, my whole wardrobe and just all my shoes and... Yeah. I don't think they get that. Yeah, probably not. The joke is that Kira is probably the least girly girl that's yeah. in the world anyway. With this Barbie doll... With this Barbie Hunger Games doll, you can style Barbie just like Katniss Everdeen from the Hunger Games movie. Exclamation point. Sorry, I didn't really pronounce that. Anyway... Hunger Games, a movie starring Jennifer Lawrence, is adapted to film from the original young adult novel by writer Suzanne Collins. This doll's outfit is made to replicate the very same one worn by the feature character in the movie, and it measures around 12 inches tall, ages 6 and up. Oh, man, you guys. I mean, I shouldn't get this, or... Are you serious? No. I might get the action figures. I would be interested to see how much it looks like Jennifer Lawrence. Because you know how sometimes they really screw up the way Barbie dolls look? have a follow-up story to that. What do you guys suppose? think? Barbie no. doll? No, no, no. I don't know what's going on. It, that's fandom. just bad. It's what like, is going on? That's complete opposite of Katniss. She's not a girly girl. She's not a dress-up. and 
Yeah, but so now that there is Hunger Games nail polish, you can paint Barbie's nails. God. <laughs> God. Okay. So last episode, we discussed the Hunger Games video game, which is for our Apple handheld products. So now we get get our first glimpse of Katniss in the game, and it's clear that it is purposely an 8-bit style game. So the video game website Joystick interviewed um, Saltzman, who is the developer of the game, um, and then we actually learned about Susan Collins' involvement in the game. Quote, from the gecko, my inspiration and motivation for this aesthetically, has been to just pretend I'm making a movie tie-in game for the Super Nintendo, only actually fun to play. Which is kind of weird, because like, they're making fun of Super Mario Brothers. I don't think that's exactly what they're doing. Like, where's but the... what do they mean by that? Like, Maybe it's like different games, maybe different games they made for... No, I think she's saying, like... actually fun to do. I think she's trying to make play. fun of herself, like, saying I'm... Like, Susan is it... saying this. Yeah, so, oh, so oh, the, the developer of the game. saying this. Maybe it's just something they tacked on to the end without any real purpose. Yeah. Well, if you think of, like, weird. different Nintendo games that didn't have any, like, really profound effect on the movies. Like the Harry Potter Nintendo games. Well, like, they were, Harry Potter. They were not Nintendo. They were EA. Some of them were. Were they like all what? EA? They were all you EA. Yeah, Nintendo yeah. like still a thing. Like, like it's did they company. do anything past, like, Nintendo 64? Nintendo Are you kidding DS? me? Okay. Yeah, Nintendo DS. Wait a minute, I have a GBA. I mean, 3DS? I don't know what Come that is. SP? I actually have a DS, so I don't know why I didn't. A DSi, DSi Excel, I mean, it's crazy. 3DS? Come on. So they're still, like, kicking. Yeah. Yes. I'm the Wii. That's, that's Nintendo? <laughs> oh, yes. my God. Oh. Yes. What the hell do you think it was? Oh, right, Nintendo Japanese Wii? men say, we would, would like, like to play. play. It took me forever to get to that commercial. <laughs> me too. I do not. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nintendo, ruling the world, one step at a time. No, that's just... That's Apple. Well, yeah, that's Walmart Apple. and Apple. Yeah. And Google. Okay. Google. So, um, Saltzman also says, So as far as the setting and the story and the things that are in the game, these things are all sourced directly from the film and by extension and by extension the bo- of the books. And we even got some guidance on specific ideas from Suzanne Collins herself. So, the use of pixel art helps cement Girl on Fire as a game separate from its source material. Cole, I feel like if we're going to make a video game based on a film, he said, then it shouldn't pretend to be anything else but a video game. Like, to me, intentionally using a pixelated style of presentation is a maybe not so... I can't say that. What? Not so... Subtle? subtle. (laughs) The word subtle? It has a V in it. Nice job, (laughs) Mr. AP English. Oh, God. Subtle way of saying this is its own thing. As its own thing, Girl on Fire takes place within the universe of the books, but covers new events. I like how they called it Girl on Fire rather than the Hunger Games video game. Yeah. I was like, I was on a roll, and then I just got stumped on that one word. It's okay. Subtle. Subtle. You, you got it's all the rest of the words. Not but, so but, subtle, but, Matt. But it has a B in it. It's like, alright. Why, I haven't why even seen there, it before. Have you not read that word before? Why is there an unnecessary B? Well, why does the English language exist just to stump me all the time? It's just something that we come across every day in our lives. Are you telling me that you've never read the word subtle out loud? Not out loud, but I think I've read it mentally and just skipped over it. Gosh, <laughs> it's like when you read a character and you just don't know how to say their names, you just skip over it. You just, Kinda. whatever letter their like, name starts like with, it's Twilight, like, oh, there's M. For Twilight, I didn't know his name was Carlisle. I, I thought, thought his name was, I, I thought, thought it was Carla Zell. I was saying Carla <laughs> Zell in my mind. And like, love. Esme, I thought it was like Esme or like yeah, Esme I thought it was or something. Like, Esme. Like, I just, I just, yeah. I just skipped over those words. <laughs> so, I mean, I think having the, um, how he said before about, um, he's, he's saying that 
we shouldn't pretend to be anything else but a video game that he's saying that the eight pixels shows it's like we're not trying to be like really good graphics and you know be like just like a standard video game. Yeah, I think they're dumbing it down just to make it simple and you not know, so much dumbing it down as trying to make it unique. Yeah, I suppose you could, you know, put that perspective spin on it, positive spin. Um, oh boy. Yeah. So overall, the positive. what? Yeah, what? Never mind, never mind. <laughs> okay, okay. Alright, so, last episode we also brought up that the Hunger Games sold more than Harry Potter Part 7 and Twilight on their first day. It was achieved even more than this. The film has become the top first day advanced ticket seller. You guys have still haven't gotten my tickets. Oh my god. I'm sorry! It has surpassed the Twilight Saga Eclipse record set in 2010. So... Okay, what kind of... Okay, I put this in because everyone's... being better than the... Yeah, what now? Hunger Games got facts saying that it's better than Twilight. But so, you know, we kind of contributed to that hype up, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah our, our couple I'm... tweets really helped out the fandom. I'm saying... The what? I'm saying our podcast. Oh, okay, yeah. What? <clears throat> okay, Kira. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, right, right. Also, Asian episodes. Hunger Games is off to a fantastic start. It says Rick Butler... Executive Vice President and General Manager of Fandango. Yesterday, we saw the biggest first, biggest first day advanced ticket sellings in our company's nearly 12-year history, which is especially impressive for a March release and a non-sequel. Hmm. What do you mean a non-sequel? It, I mean, it's like it doesn't. It's not Harry Potter two. It's not Twilight two. It's not like, Dream Center two. It's the first of its kind. It's the first movie. Oh, 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 oh! Sorry, that's <laughs> okay. Um, so I mean, this is really significant because it's like the fandom is already huge and I didn't know it was this big yeah like it's it's really mainstream now which I mean kind of stings for it all goes people on like, like us under the surface yeah. Yeah. we're the true we're the true about. fans we're, well I don't know about you well, uh, well you, I started... you're not an original fan like Alex from Rebellion Radio is a complete original like he read like whatever like a couple months after it came out and we definitely don't know about me <laughs> We don't know about that. kind of like forced Diana into reading the books. No, I wanted to. No, read she it. wanted to read them. She just doesn't follow up with the fandom until she gets on the show and asks all these ridiculous questions that it's we don't want to answer. Who's Jennifer Lawrence? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. We should quiz her on the like match the actors with the characters. All right. Who does Josh Hutcherson play? Peter Malak. Okay, Lenny... not now. I mean, like in a no. Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. Hey, bitch. Oh god. All right, moving on. Cinna. <laughs> Why is that even important? He's not a big character. So what? Oh what? God. He's like a second. If you, okay. All right. Luckily, Susan Collins saw the movie. Wait, is it already? Of course, it's already done. It's done. Wow. Yes. Um, There's okay. only 20 days until it's released to the public. Oh wow! I need to buy my ticket. <laughs> oh boy. So Susan Collins saw the movie, and we have a quote from her with her reaction. Ooh. She says, "Quote." Can I read it? No, I'm, she's no, reading. No, I'm reading because I'm quite excited, and you're not a fan, so. I am excited about this. Can you, we both just, like, just go. All right. Quote, I'm really happy with how it turned out. I feel like the book and the film are individual, yet complementary pieces that enhance one another. The film opens up the world beyond Katniss's point of view, allowing the audience access to the happenings of places like the Hunger Games control room, President Snow Rose Garden, and therefore, thereby adding a new dimension to the story. So, I think she kind of just glosses over the movie and just kind of, like, you know, comments on some things. Obviously, like, she could go on and on and on. But I think having her say that she liked the movie is good. But then again, it's like it doesn't mean too much because she's going to say that even if she hated it. 
it makes me a tad nervous that she says the film is individual. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how different from it is from uh, how different is it from the book? Really? I think um, the main difference is going to be the perspective outside the arena and outside Catton's head. Actually, <laughs> um, Hunger what are Games you like movie, correcting me? Hunger Games posted like what's different about the movie. Um, oh yeah, it's in um um oh, man. Entertainment Weekly that just yeah. came out today. We're recording this, Friday. What's the date? The March second. Yeah, Friday, March second. Um, um, I haven't read the article yet, but I did uh, well, see on his site those. Um, first thing is that Madge is not in it. They said they didn't have enough time to cast such but a. But we minor, talked about we need such that a minor before. character. Um, <laughs> the um, capital. They're not going to have all these fancy gadgets. Yes. Uh, well, so there are five things. There were fancy gadgets. Um, yeah. All the, like all the different like food like, like rising up from a table yeah. like stuff like that. I'm not gonna show that. Ridiculous, but um, yeah. Anyway, should I go into Will's site and check? No, it no, because right. um, we're gonna talk about that on a next episode. Okay, so super. I also um, don't like how that bread scene, which is like the pivotal scene in the entire series, where she's like starving to death and yeah. eats her bread. Like, why is she like only a few months younger when that happens? Like, or within like because she's like it's the same actress playing the same, yeah. around the same age. No, but it was only, it wasn't that long ago, right? It was supposed we're, to be... We're talking about the bread was, scene. The yeah, bread she scene was, was supposed she to be... She had to be about 12. No. No. She was younger. Was she? I thought it was like it, that No, year. it was after her father died. It was before she died. went hunting. It was after her... Oh, you're Was right. it after her father died? She was... She yeah, was like, it was after her father died before she started actually it, hunting. She had to be 11 or 12. Yeah, she was like 11 or 12, not Oh, okay. Well, I feel like but that's not a big deal. But it's significant that it happened because it shows that he was in love with her even all that time ago, you know? Yeah, but they're going to bring that up with, like, him seeing her in school and bringing up her singing in front of the class. Like, there's other ways. Like, otherwise, they would have chosen an actor, didn't look yeah, like her. It like, just wouldn't have worked. And also, it would have been a lot of work to find, like, a younger version of Jen and Josh. Yeah, and, like, it's not going to be exact, even and if it was a true younger right, sister. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it would have taken away from the film. Like, when you see, like, a younger actor, it just, it's like, oh, that's not them. It just takes away from it. Unless they actually digitally, like, um, enhanced her face to, like, look younger, you know what I mean? Like, changed and transformed her. Yeah. That would have worked. But, I mean, that's a lot of money just for one scene. But Anyway, so our last news story is quite exciting. Two more TV spots have been released, mm-hmm. and the first is of Katniss shooting the apple out of the pig's mouth, and that's about 40 seconds long. Yeah. So it's just, it's basically like a clip from the movie. There's no, it's not like a trailer of, like, you know, mixed, um... Right. Uh, parts of the movie. And I think, like, that is probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. Which, like, I'm sorry. Like, oh, wow. That scene. Well, <laughs> You've got lots so, to live So for. far. Because, if, like, the music in the background is really futuristic, capital-style type of music. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not intense, but it's not, like, too laid back. It's, like, yeah. right in the middle. And I think it also gives us a um, kind of insight into what the score is going to be like. Because we yeah. haven't had too much exposure to the, sto- the score. Right. Besides maybe the trailer and... Um, but even the trailer, I don't know if um, Howard and Burnett actually did that, because sometimes they have someone else just do the trailer. But, That's true, too. You know, so it's like, I feel like we're definitely getting a glimpse into what the soundtrack is going to be do like. Do you guys and, know um, when they're going to use Safe and Sound in the actual movie? Didn't um, they say it wasn't going to be in the movie? I movie. believe that they're not going to do... Like, they're just going to have... Um, An, a separate CD from the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to have a companion CD that's not actually going to be songs in the movie. They're just, like, related songs you can listen to your, on your own. And then um, in the movie, they're just going to have, like, soundtrack and classical music of the score and everything. So, 
Alright, and then um, the second TV spot is, um, this is the Safe and Sound TV spot where um, it's a mix of the trailer with different scenes. Yeah, I th- I, you, we can call it a trailer, I suppose. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. It only really shows um, footage from District 12, but, um, so we're actually going to go and not do a lengthy one-hour podcast um, just on analyzing the trailer, <laughs> but um, since we have time today, we're only doing one um, chapter, we're just going to go through the trailer um, Which one? The, the Pig 12 one. one. Oh, okay. Or that one. Because okay. the Pig one doesn't really have any... One. But, like, there's so much stuff in this one. Like, you've never done this. this is a trailer, a frame-by-frame frame trailer analysis. Oh, there's so much fun. Oh, my God. We, we can't take long on this, though. Like, 45 but minutes. But it's actually really yeah. funny. If... Don't tell me you took 45 minutes to go over one trailer. No, they did. Uh, took, an hour and a half, actually. hour and a half. Our first, the first trailer took us an yeah. hour and a half. Well, because then again, it's like, Hurley and Alex spent about a good five, ten minutes talking oh, about yeah. the preview screen. Which How is... the green represents this and that. <laughs> and they did so, it on the second one, too. Regardless yeah. of the fact that it's the same for every movie. Yeah, that's what I said. So we're going to listen to the trailer now, and then um, we're going to go through it frame by frame, um, kind of a uh, quicken pace. Want to see what I got you today? It's a Mockingjay pen, and as long as you have it, nothing bad will happen to you. Just close your eyes. The sun is going down. You'll be alright. No one can hurt you now. The morning light. You and I'll be safe and sound. Welcome. We salute. Courage and your sacrifice. And we wish you happy Hunger Games. I volunteer as tribute. So no. for him, no. take care of them, get whatever you do, don't let them starve. With PG 13 begins March 23rd. So, now you guys have listened to the audio of the trailer. We're going to do, um, like, a, what we did with uh, Rebellion Radio, we're going to do a short frame-by-frame frame of each scene, or, like, the most important scenes that we haven't um, really seen in the other trailers before. Um, so, if you guys want to tag along with us, the link will be posted on the nightlockpodcast.com website. So, I'll just post it under um, news or episodes. Uh, actually, um, in the sidebar, it's oh, okay. the links to the other trailers, so we'll put that in there as our, we'll, we'll call it the District 12 footage. Okay. Um, so from time frame from zero to about eight seconds is the scene where Katniss and Prin are in the bedroom. Katniss gives her the Mockingjay pin, nothing we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. And now um, in the background is safe and sound throughout the whole episode, just right. to kind of comment on. And so from time frame to eight seconds to nine, it's just, <laughs> I'm sorry, Thank you, Matthew. Eight, oh, eight, Matthew. eight to nine, it's just her running, nothing really important. Yeah, just kind of seeing more of District 12's her going housing. To the woods. Um, ten is... Ten is a nice shot. Oh, Remember, nice. who are these people? They're miners. They're the miners. Jeez. This is actually, I really like this trailer oh, yeah, because... Oh, that, yep. This is my yeah, second favorite yeah. trailer. Definitely. Because the, the safe and sound cuts gives it more tragic feel, and then yeah. that really complements all of the footage have of you ever District seen 12. The, have you ever seen the safe and sound music video? No. Why oh, do we boy. have to point out that she's not a fan? <laughs> Why? You can be a fan without being part of the fandom. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. 
Sorry. Well, we're major contributors to the Is fandom, fandom a so. word, or did you just make it up, Kira? That's what everyone calls it. Like, you've never heard of the word fandom? Oh. Like, I don't know if it's a because you use word. it, like, incessantly about everything. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> I've I never heard fandom. anyone who says it more than you. I know. Slash People are like, what's a fandom? I'm like, jeez, get with <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right, so moving on. Um, is, all right. <laughs> we're, <laughs> not gonna, we're not going to insect the like, um, fence again, just like, but <laughs> it's, yeah, the barbed wire fence, she's 11 going. 11 seconds to... 13 seconds is her going under the fence. Yeah. No biggie. Um, Not a brick fence. <laughs> I can't remember who said that before. But probably Alex. Probably Alex. Um, what? 14, <laughs> 2, 17. Her is, with Gail. Uh, her with her first, like, the first actual bow and arrow scene you see. We've seen that scene before. We haven't seen, like, this particular. Yes, yeah, we have. She, she's shooting the deer in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. All right. Nice. So now we see her with Gale, Gale just in the woods. We've seen this clip before in the first trailer. This is where he looks side. like an ape, but we don't actually see that part. <laughs> oh my gosh, this scene with All the bread. Right. This is probably the most important scene in this whole trailer. Why is she like from the twi- same sh- age? From 21 seconds, starting at 21 seconds, we're going to move there. We have the bread scene. If you guys remember, probably this is <laughs> If you guys remember. Because it's such a long remember. time ago, though. But the bread scene is like a pivotal moment. Exactly. Yeah. So... I don't need to describe you guys the bread scene. You know no. what it is. Um, you know the bread scene. You know the bread scene. <laughs> the so bread scene. Um, here we have Peter throwing the burnt bread to the pigs. Katniss and at 23 like seconds, dying. we see like a really older version of Katniss. In the <laughs> what do you mean older? Well, it's like she's not supposed to be this old. This is oh, what she's talking normal about. 12 or 11. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's raining. And um, Peter gives, all right, 25 seconds, Peter gives this, um, what'd you call it, Diana? This like, oh. Agony. This excruciating look. Not antagonist. Sorry, antagonist, sorry. You're in love with her, Matt. What? No, agony. Uh, what would it be like? Why do you look at me? I don't know. Empathetic? <laughs> Empathetic. But like more than that, it's like he... It's like, like he loves her or something. Like, it's like... Crazy. I just... can't even deal with it. <laughs> It's like part but of I mean, we've, we've, we've seen this picture before. Um, I can't. I think it was Entertainment Weekly, the cover of um, Josh and Liam on the front. I believe that this picture was actually in there. So we have seen him. His face is just like made for giving this type of looks. I know. Doesn't he look like he has a face that's made to like scowl? You know? No. It's Josh. No. Yeah. I mean, look at that face. That's just like his face. It doesn't even look like he's that's, trying that's to That's true, yeah. It's just he's always worried. <laughs> what? How would you know? No, no, I'm not saying Josh's. I'm just saying Peter. Oh, okay. <laughs> how would you know? <laughs> yeah, me and Josh you know, get together sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was nice. Yeah. So why don't we talk about her age? Because Diana mentioned that. Obviously, she's very upset about that. So we need to console her and talk this through. I don't even understand it either, to be honest. I mean, I think that she's saying, Diana, you're saying that it's not good. You're shaking your head. It's not good. It would, it would, I think, make it more... You said it would make it less meaningful if she was younger. But if she was younger, then it would show... No, no, no. I think it, it would be more meaningful if she was younger, but I'm saying that... We talked about this a little bit before. That's why we're, like, you know, recapping here. But um, that having her... If if they took in an actor that was, like, supposed to play her as a younger person, it just wouldn't have worked. It also doesn't make sense that she'd be starving to death because she's... The, the movie is, on one hand, saying that she's been hunting for a while, but then on the other hand, saying that she's... Starving to death during this one scene. Oh, you're thinking that it's going to take place, like, present day? Well, obviously not, but, like, she can't pull off being 12 years old looking like that. I'm feeling like she's going to, like, do a flashback and say it was, like, a year ago. Because I feel like they wouldn't, that wouldn't compromise the, like, integrity of the film too much. 
You know then what I mean? it wouldn't make sense. It, would, it would still, I mean, it wouldn't be, I mean, it's not going to be the same thing. The book should be asking, like, why didn't she just go hunting? Because obviously she's been hunting for a while if she is that good. Yeah. Which is the truth, but it doesn't coincide with this. I don't know. I see the dilemma, yeah. But, so. She's doing a pretty good job of acting starving. Yeah. <laughs> so, Matt? Alright, um. Between like 26 and 28 seconds, we just see a little bit of District 12. We see the Peacekeepers coming in at uh, 26 seconds. Uh, 28 seconds, we see a mother and son. She's prepping him for the reaping, because you know you have to dress mm-hmm. so formally for that. And, um, hmm, oh, oh, where was that? Little kitties peeking their heads out of an awful house. 20, 28 seconds. Do the little crack in the door. That could a be a crack. younger Pete and Cat in this version, right? <laughs> I bet. Um, 30. I think this actually get a good glimpse of Mrs. Everdeen. Yeah, she definitely looks different than she does, um, last episode we talked about the official illustrated guide, or companion, and, um, it, I don't know, she looked different in that than she does here. Like, here she looks more starving, like, very frail, and, like, her hair is, like, mm-hmm. very pale. And her skin is pale, too. That's actually exactly how I pictured her in the book. Yeah, same Me here. Too. And she... Wow, yeah. guys. You yeah, guys. Wow. But, like, she looks different. Like, I remember seeing the picture Diana, you saw it just a little while ago. Like, the picture, you're like, oh, is this her mom? And I was like, yeah. Like, doesn't she look different? She looks more, like, sturdy. Well, that sturdy. one picture, oh, you couldn't really see her face because it was blocked by her bangs, but... That's true, yeah. I don't know. She, she has this, different. like, agonized look to her, too. Like, she's been... Through an awful life, which, you know, she And has. she does kind of resemble Katniss. Like, you can see, like, yeah. how they they could be related. Like, so that's nice. <laughs> that's very good. All right. Um, 31, we hear the um, whistle go off to single end of day's work. you remember that? No. Well, <laughs> you've got a remarkable memory. When was there memory. a whistle? Yeah. yeah. A remarkable memory. It's cool. Yeah, the, the whistle goes off. To single to signal everyone to get. How do you remember that's at thirty one seconds? Like that's. Because I remember her looking up. I remember okay. Katniss's face. <laughs> Look, yeah, how do, okay. When you see her at thirty one seconds, she's looking up like she's listening to something. Oh, okay. What do you? Th- All right. I, I'm. Or if there could just I'm... be like a fly on the wall if she's just <laughs> noticing it. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, thirty two, we got. I kind of don't like how Prim is just crying scenes. through every trailer. Yeah, but, like, Prim is a dynamic character, though. Maybe not in the first book. Maybe, not yeah, maybe in the not in the first book, because we don't see her as much. And that's all you we're going to say about that. You don't see anyone in the first book. Yeah, that's true. She's Katniss. And then we see the um, reaping scene where Katniss says, I volunteer as tribute. And, Which they um, put in every trailer. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's so come on. good. That's probably but the highlight of the book. So we've seen that, and then... Yeah, that was the most emotional scene in the book. And then this is all just stuff from the regular trailer. Yeah, they just pulled some pieces. I feel like she like wouldn't that. be that emotional, saying, like, don't let them starve. She wasn't, she, she wasn't. She Gale, just, she... like... Yeah, but even with Gail, I mean, they weren't, like, they in the woods. just wanted to show that's all they want? <laughs> what, what is that? <laughs> I'm Can not excited to see this they guy. They just want a good show, that's all they want. You just basically said the same thing. Well, no, because he's... Nah, Reiterating he's that is, like... Come on, I don't man. know. No, I would say Wait, that. what's the name of the guy who plays Gail? Liam Hemsworth. He's going out with Miley Cyrus, last song. No, they're not. They broke up like three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know dating at all. Isn't Miley Cyrus going out with him? I don't know. I don't know. Aren't Taylor Swift and Zac Efron like a thing now? I'm looking at the the Lorax, maybe. What? They're in the Lorax together. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, Matt, the fact that you just know that off the No, I need that too. When you see the trailers for the Lorax, you see Zac Efron. Yeah, doing the voiceover. The, yeah. And then Taylor I, I, Swift. I haven't been watching TV lately. So Obviously not. Slash my um, cable stand. So at 55 seconds, we see... Her lying in the bed. She looks like she's thinking about something intense. She's always thinking about something yeah. when she's in bed. <laughs> That's true. That's oh, why she does all her thinking, you guys. Yeah, that's right, true. Exactly. Yeah, it's like her resting place. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, it's I've said so far. <laughs> Do not cut that out. Leave that in there. Uh, I won't. Okay. See, I'm not even. <laughs> that's like a perfect example of her not sleeping. She never sleeps when she's yeah, in bed. Yeah, I know. Where I feel bad. Like she needs her solid eight hours. She only sleeps when she's not. Kira, she's not like you. She only okay. sleeps when she's with Peta. Wait, is that in this book? Yeah. Never mind. No, yeah, Peta. No. no, I mean when they're in the cave together. No, no yeah, was Peta there? Yeah, yeah. Capital's really beautiful. That's not the capital. Oh, they're yeah, it way, is. They're on the way to the capital. Oh yeah, there's the. Ma- <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Those are the. Oh Maddie, yeah, you weren't there for the episode that we deciphered all this. Oh, on. Never mind. Keep going. some. Pull some night rubble. Wait, where in, in the country is the capital supposed to be again? Colorado. Colorado. Denver, Colorado. I feel like that's. I've got only, relatives there. We can go visit. I feel visit. like that's the only stable city that survived. What? Because so remember, oh. it was like the apocalypse. So, 57 seconds, we see them heading to the capital. March 23rd. March 23rd. We got that. The world will be watching. watching. So, yeah. That's a uh, District 12 trailer. Very nice. Good job. Not mm-hmm. taking too long. That was, that was good. Sweet. So now we move on to our next segment, Mock and Mail, where we read your feedback live on the show. Um, our first email, who wants to take it? I don't. I'll take this one. <laughs> Thanks for being so optimistic about our podcast. Woo! All right, Diana. Okay. Hello again. I was listening to episode 17, and I noticed a comment Kira made about Clove's hair. It is actually two small ponytails on either side of her scalp, and then they go back to a regular ponytail. I have worn my hair like this. I've been wearing my hair in some sort of Hunger Games-inspired do until the movie comes out. Wow, she's committed. I thought you might find that interesting. And for Matt, I am a huge Kato Clove shipper, too. May the odds be ever in your favor, Sophia. All right, thanks for reading the email. Um, when she says it's actually two small ponytails, she's talking about the movie rendition or what they say. Um, the yeah, we're going to show a picture. It's actually, there's a picture in the Illustrated Companion, as well as, like, there's been a lot of pictures online. It's there's a picture of Isabel Furman as Clove, and Matt's fighting picture now, so you can hear the pages flipping. Um, she's in her training outfit, and you can see she has kind of these like, um, how did Sophia wear it, Diana? Two ponytails coming into one ponytail. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's like kind of on top of her head, and we were just kind of commenting on the hairstyle. Oh, there she is. There it is. Oh, that's Clove. And I think the hairstyle makes her look kind of like, I don't know, like she looks kind and of juvenile in this picture. Oh, that's a nice word. Wow, Matt. You don't use that word frequently? Not no. Like that? No? I'm subtle? Not, it's never, a subtle juvenile? I'm not very good at words. That's yeah. why I'm in AP English. All right, so the next, next email. Uh, Matt, you want to take that? No. All right. <laughs> I will take it. Hi, my name is Riley, and I just listened to your last episode. And on your picture of you of the illo- official... Movie Companion. He needs the official illustrated movie companion. You weren't sure on some of the pictures. One of them was in the hob when Katniss is holding something. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. And if you look at. (laughs) Stop. And if you look (laughs) at the end, I think it's the Mockingjay pin. It's on. Oh my god. I already bookmarked it for you, Matthew. (laughs) Like, please work with me. 
<laughs> no, no, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the hob. That is the hob. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's definitely the mocking pin. Okay, so he says in this... Or is it money? It might be money, because she's, like, with someone else. Uh, I don't when, know why she would be revealing When Katniss is holding something, if you look at the end, I think it's the Mockingjay pin. What does he mean by the end? Does that the mean end, the end of the, the thing? The tip. The, the tip. tip of the thing. Oh, okay. I thought he meant, like, the end of the picture or something. But, yeah, I think that's the Mockingjay pin. I don't know pin. why she would be showing the Mockingjay pin to, like, someone well, at the top. Well, I think, I don't know, how much have we talked about this, Matt, about the Mockingjay pin and how it's passed along and ends up getting to Katniss? Have we talked about that a lot? No, we don't even know no. it gets to Katniss. No, no, I'm saying, have we talked about how we're not sure? I mean, we've talked about that on I mean, Night Rebels book, a little bit. I mean, in the book, Madge gives it to her, but we no, don't I'm know how it got to the movie. Yeah, like, the movie's really confusing because the first trailer on one, the first episode of Night Rebels, we were confused as to whether Prim was giving it to her, Katniss was pr- giving it to Prim, like, how that oh, happened. No, okay, Katniss gave that to Prim. Yeah, but now we know that from I other think, I think that could be from another... I think there's another But how connection. does that work? She brought it with her into the arena. Remember, yeah, so then Prim must Prim give it back it, to her. Because Prim uh, gave... Yeah. Prim gave it back to her in the Justice Building, probably. But then we see Cinna giving it to her in one of the trailers. Because remember they had to take your... Remember they had to take your, like... <laughs> right, that's what I was thinking. To, to make sure it didn't have, like, a weapon in it. Yeah. Remember in the book they threw out a girl because she had a ring, and when you twisted the ring, a little knife came out of it? Yeah. Um, so what do we think, how does she actually get it in maybe the first place? Do you think she buys it? it? No, I think there could be a connection with her father, maybe. I hope so, yeah. She could buy it from the hub, or it was passed down from her father when he died. I think died. that's, like, one of my number one questions. Like, like, he could be, he left her hmm. the bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. And also, she wore his coat, because she felt comfortable in it, and his boots. So yeah. maybe in, there could be a scene where she sticks her hand in the coat, Pulls Maybe. out the Mockingjay pin. Yeah. Actually, this could in fact be the picture of how she gets it, because if you look at like what the person's selling, it's yeah. all these little metal That's trinkets. Greasy Say right there. Yeah. Well, it's, it seems Actually, like she's... does it say if it's Greasy Say, or are we just assuming that? Oh, yeah, well, we're just assuming that. It could not be. I don't think it... It, it probably she's, isn't. She's a soup she's, person. That right. might be her in the background, because there's a oh, soup okay. pot in the background. But, um, oh, all right, yeah. There's a bunch of boxes of little metal things, so maybe she's, like, picking it out, because she looks like she's asking the person something. Yeah, I wonder if she's buying it there. But, like, that why would she buy it? It's her money. Yeah. But look, oh, oh, look, look see, at her hands. Oh, oh see, that's remember when she, she has in the, money in her hands in, in this picture. In the trailer, she said, do you want to see what I got you today? Yeah. So See? she did buy it. Because look, she has money in her hands. She must have ha- somehow gotten money. Okay. She bought it. She must have like sold some like something she killed. Yeah. Well, we'll have to find out. Um, well, that's a very plausible hypothesis. Yeah. God. <laughs> Just stop trying to redeem yourself. <laughs> I can't. But, I'm sorry. All right. So the email goes on to say, also the picture of Katniss and Peeta in the arena. Which one's that? You Is said that the in that... the background. It should be the last one. You said that in the background of the scene, it looks like it could be Katniss's orange backpack. Just kidding. It's the other picture. Lied. Stop. Um, okay, so they're talking about the scene where oh, the yeah. picture of Katniss kind of um, leaning over Peta or on top of Peta's leg. Well, that's definitely her backpack. So I don't really know like what he's saying in this. Um, you said that in the background of the scene, it looks like it could be Katniss's orange backpack. That's what? Just like a statement of facts. Right here. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's, that's I remember, remember we were that's talking about if it was a sock or if it was... No, wait, I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was his wound, his leg wound. Oh, that's right. That wouldn't make sense. And Riley, Riley's saying that it's the backpack. What do you think, Diana? It's definitely the backpack. Look at the material. Oh, There's, yeah, it's yeah, like little bit nylon if you look at it. Thank you for enlightening us, Riley. Um, lastly, I just want to mention my favorite picture in, in the book was a double page of Katniss and Peeta at their private session and Katniss is walking. No, that's actually, the last no, picture. No, no. Matthew, we were just there. I, 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 
Um, yeah. And so we did comment on this um, last episode, and I think I got to agree with Riley here that this is probably my favorite picture in the book just because of, like, I don't know, like the... I want to say, like, the architecture, just mm-hmm. how the picture's kind of, like, laid like out. Them surrounded by all of the... Capital. And, like, all of just, the... But it's just them. Symbolically, like, like, all of the-ness of the capital, you know? Yeah. And it's so, like, bare and cold, like the metal. Like, encasing them. Yeah. And she's, like, standing up all, like, defiant and strong, and he's sitting down, kind of, like, pretending just to go along with at her. It. Yeah. yeah. I like that picture. It's a great picture. Um, so he goes on to say, I was just wondering if you guys have seen the countdown list of things before the premiere. If you have, can you tell me? That would be great. Thanks for taking the time to read this. Love the podcast. Thanks again, Riley. So, what does he mean by countdown? Yeah, I tried and I Googled it because, I mean, I've seen a lot of, like, different, like, countdown kind of things. Like, you know, we have a countdown on our website now. But, like, think countdown, countdown list. Think yeah. countdown of events. Yeah, I see what you mean. And um, I know on Twitter there was something that, like, people were posting, like, oh, day this of Hunger Games or something, and then they would post, like, their favorite character, or, like, whatever that day was supposed to be. Like, you know, have you seen those things on, like, Facebook or Twitter? You know what I'm talking about? doesn't have a Twitter. No, I no but uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, <laughs> how did you know that? Come on. Let's be honest here. Yeah, you wouldn't Facebook have a Twitter. Like two years ago. What? I've had a Facebook for a while. You never use it, though. I no. But, yes, yeah, so I'm not sure what he's it. talking about, about this countdown list. But, um, yeah, so if you want to email again in Riley and, like, kind of expand on that, because I'm interested. Because yeah. I have seen things on Twitter where people were like, oh, day three, like, post your favorite character and why or something. but Or, like, Tumblr and all that. But Hey, Mitch. So. Just saying. My favorite. Really? Definitely. 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 All right. So... The meat of the podcast, Through the Eyes of Katniss Everdeen. This is our main segment, analyzing the books by chapters. So last episode, we discussed chapters 25 and 26. You guys <laughs> didn't get it right, wrong this episode. And today we'll continue with chapter 7. Which 27! <laughs> oh, what did I say? 7. <laughs> you guys, we will mess it up. This is the last chapter. I know. So it finishes up so the book funny. just in time for the movies. To hit theaters. Okay, way to flip the pages right next to the mic. Well, now that they know that we're turning it to 27, so we know it what we're talking about. Authentic Matthew. Yeah, Matthew. Mm. I would say Matthew, and I'm like pissed off at him. Matthew. Aw, little Matthew. Raja. You can't do that. No, you're not a field hockeyer. Raja? Like, as in. Rara. Isn't Raja the. um Tiger. The tiger from Aladdin? Yeah. I don't know why they call me that. Rara. You kind of remind me of the tiger from Aladdin. Okay. You are. So, <laughs> chapter 27. Oh, Kiki. God. <laughs> All right, go ahead. From now on, when go you ahead. email Kira, call her Kiki. Oh, please don't. Take She'll away, Kira, it. with chapter 27. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. Yeah. So, 27, the anthem goes off, and the crew is introduced. And so, we left off, chapter 26. You want to enlighten us, Matthew, where we left off your chapter? Oh, um, Hamish informs Katniss that... Um, the capital is, in lack of a better word, pissed off about what she did with the Nylock Berries. And they're going in for their, um, inner, not they're their They're like, the recap of the games. This is going to be her first introduction to PETA since the games. Right. And so Hamish came up with this idea that she, her actions was because she was in madly in love with PETA. Right. So that's where we left off. So, um, the anthem <gasps> goes off. Wait, hold on. This is the part where she, um, Shh. oh, am I supposed to not be talking? You interrupted. I'm sorry. I was just flipping through, and um, 
This is the part where she realizes that um he loves her, right? For like the first time. No. No. When she oh. when Hamish is talking oh, about Oh, when they get off the train. When he says like don't have to. Like, oh, that was chapter 26. She's always like that. No, that was chapter 26. Remember, don't yeah. have to. He's already there. That was chapter 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and that's why I started flipping out about Katniss. Yeah. Last episode. Yeah, what? he got really mad. I got really upset with her. Why? So. <laughs> she was like, oh, he doesn't love with me? Like, is he in love with me or does he already understand our plan? Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. So. Hamish gets a round of applause for a full five minutes, and the crowd is just wild Aww, at this point. With, I'm glad that Hamish got his props. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So they're, you know, the crowd is wild, and so Katniss mentions that she's wearing a yellow dress and how she's supposed to look innocent. And um, I think in literature, I think we can all say kind of like the yellow is always kind of like when a, a character's dressed in yellow, they're usually supposed to be like innocent and not like light and sun and yeah, and they're supposed to be like happy and everything. So. um... I really like how they're always going into, like, how they're trying to manipulate the capital and how the capital is yeah. trying to manipulate them in these subtle ways. Mm-hmm. Shows you how there's, like... <laughs> no subtle. subtle. It's just, like... <laughs> you know, sorry. Shows you how there's, like, Ugh. on both sides, even. Yeah. manipulation. It's, it's like, they don't want to put it out in the public, but it's, like, it's always... But even the good happening. guys are yeah. well-versed in this. Hmm. So Katniss goes on about how beautiful, healthy, and clean PETA is. This is the first time she's seen him since getting out of the games. Mm-hmm. But his smile is the same. Cause, so she's kind of saying how he's different, but, like, you know, he's, he's still the same on the inside. Oh, you know? She so loves him. <laughs> well, now she's got that hunting buddy back home. Yeah, you know. Hunting partner. So she notices a cane in Peta's hand after fling herself at him. Um, and then they start kissing. And then when Caesar Flickerman tries to break, break them <laughs> apart, Peta just kind of gently pushes him aside. And the crowd goes wild because, you know, this, like, Peta is wild. So- yeah. <laughs> So, um, she's jealous of Peta's solid outfit, and while she's in a vulner- vulnerable, vulnerable, dress, I know, I can't say it without vulnerable. Sort of <laughs> um, so what do you guys think is the significance of having her feel so vulnerable after being so strong? Well, they're trying, she's the one who pulled out the berries, so she's the one right. who has to convince everyone that it was because she was just in love with him and that she's just an innocent little girl. Well, I know. I like. I see why she's putting on this image, but why on the inside does she feel like this? Do you think because she's scared that, like, the capital's going to do something to her? That, like, if she makes one false move, like, it's... Well, yeah, she's yeah. obviously very scared because yeah. she went through... Like, I think the whole first page of this chapter was her, like, analyzing what everyone must be feeling while they're being introduced, and mm-hmm. she's thinking, how, do they not know how much danger we're in? Like, Yeah. She's always on that high alert, right? Mm-hmm. That's what she and, stays up in it thinking about. Yeah, she can't rest in her restful voice. <laughs> her resting voice. I would like to be by myself. By myself. This <laughs> <laughs> is a while to warm up with the right person. I was just listening to that yesterday. Me too. Oh my gosh, you guys. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys just listen to yourselves? Yeah. Well, sometimes I, like, go over it, so I, like, remember what we said. Because it's hard. It's all, like, a blur. Or she just notes the stupid things she says. Yeah, so I don't <laughs> do them again. And then I just make more stupid things for myself. So Katniss has to watch on the screen while the other tributes are dying um, recaps of the story of the 74th Hunger Games for three hours. That's... Uh, Agri- that's anti- <laughs> agonizing. Uh, agonizing. <laughs> Agri- I, was like, I don't know agonizing. how she would keep her composure. Yeah. yeah. So she wonders how she would do it without Peter by her side. <gasps> by her side. Yes. 
Please stop. So the three. <laughs> so the three-hour film revolves around the two star lovers. Star and includes yeah, whatever. I, I don't know, know why you wrote star lovers. I don't know. Well, actually, they're star lovers yeah, and they're star-crossed star lovers. Yeah, exactly. They're star star-crossed so, lovers. Double so she includes the reaping. It includes like the reapings and all the pre-game stuff. And so Peta even whispers Katniss's name in her sleep, and that's kind of all shown in the video. And Katniss says, "Quote: It's like watching strangers." So it's kind of like she's removing herself from the... <laughs> Just right after that quote you wrote, post-traumatic stress disorder denial. <laughs> As if you're such a psychiatric specialist. No, I'm just saying that, like, that kind of shows... Like, <laughs> we brought that up on the show before. Like, I don't know yeah. if you were here, but... Probably was I, I feel like you were. I've only maybe... been here twice, Kira. <laughs> I know. Um, no, she was, like, a well, regular We've talked Kira. about this. Oh, I'm sure we have. I just don't remember. Because I don't listen to half the things you say. No, but, like... Well, like it's because it must be such a shock because she spent like her entire life. Well, not entire life. It, it's felt like she spent a life in the arena because it's been so stressful. But now yeah. she's back in the real world, and it's just and it's not even the real world to her because it's. Does it feel like too like the whole games went by in a blur when you were reading the book? Like, it's just like yeah, she's in it the went games, so fast, and now she's all of a sudden back to where she started. And I, I always forget about this. It was the bulk of the book, her in the games. Well, yeah. Yeah, but it's like you think about it mentally, and it's just like everything just went. You think about everything that happened in the games, and you're like, oh, wow. Well, then you have to keep in mind, half the stuff was fillers. Like, there Not were days, that much like, happened. There were days, like, I'm pretty sure they said maybe like four or five days that she just sat around and didn't do anything. Yeah, most of it was her thinking about stuff. Yeah, a lot of it was, but... Um, Nightlock Berries? No, yeah. Um, so um, the Nightlock Berries are played, and the film ends. So it kind of ends with them on... So that's like kind mind. of them asking the question in a way. Like, waiting for her to respond. Yeah. The capital. You didn't think of that, did you? I really have no idea what Diana just said. No, I'm saying that because this whole thing where the capital thinks that they questioned her. That she questioned them. So that's kind of them posing the question, like, did you? Did you? Right, yeah. And then follow with the interview afterwards, they kind of, you know, elaborate on that Mm -hmm. question Mm -hmm. and answer it. So President Snow puts half a crown on their head, so he takes the crown and then splits it in two. That's kind of cute. Yeah. So, and Katniss says, quote, his eyes inches from mine are unforgiving as a snake's. See, that's why I always pictured him as a snake-type looking person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He looked like a burly little bear in the thing, but... Yeah. I was waiting for her to say that his, like, his breath smelled like blood. I was waiting for that, but it didn't Am happen. Am I the only did, one who... Did she say that in other books? She, said, in the, she said in the second book she did. She said that? In the yeah. second book she does, but, like... I was waiting for her to say because he was that closer, and she just mm-hmm. she didn't say the white rose or anything like that. Was didn't there even anything come up. that any like concrete descriptions of Snow in the Book apart from like he had big lips and he looked like a snake? Like I don't. No, remember. she doesn't describe him that much. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't like. I, I always pictured him as an Asian. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. But Matt pictured Cinna as a short Asian man. <laughs> I did. <laughs> just putting that out there. I did. Yeah. I don't know. I, I pictured him as. What's that guy's name from the last season of Project Runway? God. That's so capital-esque. Wow, Kira. <laughs> um, one of the guys who came back. I'm just saying. It's like so this is why you listen to yourself. You just say crap like this. Stop. <laughs> Aw, you anyway, guys. So, so cute. After the interview, they go to the victory banquet. And so, capital citizen, citizen after citizen, got their pictures taken with the tributes, you know. It's like she's They're the celebrities. Katniss hated that. And Katniss hated it. So, she holds Peter's hand throughout the entire event. Uh-huh. So, very cute. And, however, Hamish doesn't let 
Peta and Katniss speak to each other. Obviously, they're together at the event, but they can't really actually have Wait, a have decent conversation. Have they done the interview yet? At this no, point? this is that's the next. Episode. No, no, that's after. Um, so yeah, so they're going up to the elevator back to their room, and so Hamish just tells Katniss that um, they're going to be on air at two o'clock the next day, and so she's not allowed to see Peta, and she tries to go to his room, but she's locked from the inside out. And she says, quote, this feels like I've been imprisoned for a crime and I'm awaiting sentencing. Which, you know, she kind of is. She kind of is, yeah. So Effie wakes her up in the morning for a big, big, big day. Okay. I remember, are you ready for us to laugh or something? I don't know. What are you Why would we have laughed at that? We've heard this like know. ten times. Are you waiting for us to say them? I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. Your face is just like, guys. Uh-huh. All right, guys, back up on this. So Sina dresses Katniss in a white dress, and she feels like she's being watched the whole time and doesn't bring up anything of real importance. So in the inter- like right before the interview, Caesar Flickerman hugs her and says, quote, we are going to have a fabulous time, in his capital accent, however that might. We're going to have a fabulous time? <laughs> yeah, that's actually really good. Wow, can you say it again? No, I already okay. said it. All right. Um... So Peter reassures Katniss that this is the last thing they will have to do before they get to go home. So that kind of reassures her. It's like, one more thing, and then I'm done. I can go home finally. Aw. He and takes so, good care of her, Peter. Yeah. The Peetster, anyway. Continue. <laughs> Haven't heard that nickname before. So mm. after he says this, Katniss feels a, quote, a sort of shiver run through me. <laughs> And there's no time to analyze why. Because you're in love with him, you stupid idiot. Exactly. Yeah, it is kind of weird. I don't know. She's just... Don't, like, you have no emotion with No, this. but, like, okay, I think she's, like, shivering because she she knows that she doesn't want... Stop mimicking me. <laughs> well, I think you're onto, like, how it's a combination of, of emotions. And it's I, hard for her yeah. to pick through them when there's so much going on in her... And I feel like she's afraid of, like, what's going to happen once the cameras are off them. Then what's their relationship going to be like? Because she she doesn't yeah. want to, like, um, she goes on to say, or oh, that's later, so never mind. At the end of the chapter, she goes on to say, like, you know, we shouldn't, we're not going to be together anyway because, like, I don't want to get married, I don't want to have kids or whatever. But, like, I don't know, I feel like she's, like, not, she's so close-minded sometimes. And, like, as much as I love Katniss, like... Well, she doesn't want to have kids because she doesn't want them to go through the same thing that she I know, but that doesn't mean she can't... Like, she already loves Peter's. Like, that's already done. So, like, she just go know, with it. She doesn't know that yet, though. Yeah, I guess. Well, I think she, she kind of knows, but she's not allowing herself to really... Right, yeah. ...own up to it. So, something that... So, Caesar brings up, when did you realize you were in love with him during the interview? And so, Katniss says, for the camera, uh, for the first time, there was a chance I could keep him. No, that was when, um, that was her response to the various question. No. Yes. What do you mean? Look it up. Because when she, um, because I remember when I was doing this, when he asked her that question, she was like, um, that's a hard one. And then he, like, did a leading question. Yeah, and then he prompted her. No, he prompted her to say, like, oh, when, um. That, that, in the tree. When, like, they said that. Right, when they said you guys could pair up and. And she screams out his name and then puts her Yeah, that's what I mean. So she's. So her response to all that after he prompted her. No, the keeping him thing was, um, like the berries question. Oh, here, here's the question. Um, when did you realize you were in love with him? Asked Caesar. Oh, that's a hard one. I give a faint, breathy laugh and look down at my hands. Help. Well, I know when it hit me the night when you shouted out his name from that tree, Caesar. Right, yeah. Thank you, Caesar. 
Uh, yes, I guess it was. I mean, until that point, I just tried not to think what my feelings might be. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, oh, well, okay. oh, what do you think it was? Maybe for the first time, there's a chance I can keep him. Yeah, so I oh, mean, oh, essentially, oh. that was the answer. Sorry. I just didn't want to go through all of that, just like we just had to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Katniss is surprised when she sees that Peta has a new metal leg, and she kind of is kind of revealed live on air. Um, and she's she up- seems genuinely upset though. Yeah, like I think apart from acting. Yeah, I think that at this point, like, I mean, she's not a good actor. Like, no, but she Katniss, blames herself for it, and she completely blames herself. Yeah. But then she's just like, if it wasn't for you making that tourniquet out of the arrow, he would have uh-huh. bled to death. Yeah. Do you think Caesar's like? On their side, I was just or on the capital side, because he does some things to like help them out in the interview, but that's just him being good. Interview. But you have to understand, well, like that's yeah, but, like, the kind he of never puts he them is. in a sticky situation. He always helps them kind of get through it, and just he tries to make them look as best as they can. I think he's yeah, indifferent about it. Yeah, but that's that's kind it. of him as an interviewer. Well, yeah. I think that's I think he's indifferent about it because. That he's getting paid to, host, yeah. he's getting paid to interview these people. Yeah, but even when he says something about the Nightlock Berries, he doesn't say like, "Were you trying to buy the cap?" Like he doesn't bring that up. Well, yeah, but he obviously he has to be would... genial and like, like very friendly towards them. Yeah. Yeah. Or else they're not going to answer his questions, and the capital's going to get upset with him. Well, of course they have to answer. I mean, he wants it to make it seem like they're all friends, you know, That's and true, he wants yeah. the, the interview to go smoothly, so. Suppose he's I still think trying he's to be more on their side than the capital, just because it's like Cinna is working for the capital, but he's, yeah. you know, you can see that he favors Katniss and he's different. Yeah, I like Caesar. He's a nice guy. He's interesting, yes. Um, so Katniss, when she sees his do better leg, sorry, go back up. Uh, she's upset by this and buries herself into Peta's shirt, and so Peta takes on the leading role in the relationship, and Kat is kind of childlike and. I don't know, it's kind of weird, because, like, Katniss in the games is kind of the leading role in their, like, relationship, whatever that relationship may be. But even in the be. games, that same thing happened, because it said, like, she, when they were, like, you know, together in the sitting bag in the cave, she, like, would put her face, like, in his chest, because that way the cameras couldn't see her, and she could, like, have her own emotion. I you think, know, like, like it, that when someone died, she, like, put her face in his chest, because thrash. she was, yeah, cause she didn't want the cameras to see her, like, having a really emotional reaction. I don't know, but still, like... So this is her showing some emotional dependence for once on PETA. Nice. Which is, like, important. So Caesar asks about what she was thinking about about the Nightlock Berries when she, you know, used those to defy the Capitol. Mm-hmm. So she responds that she, quote, couldn't bear the thought of being without him, meaning PETA, obviously. Yeah, I'm not in love with PETA. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't understand where he's going with this. So they say <laughs> Shut up! So stupid, oh I can't stand this. So Finally, someone who... Sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Keep going. I just, I can't hear you if I'm someone not Someone who can you. criticize Katniss with me. Yes. I'm sorry. I, this I is the only thing about Katniss that I really don't like. Well, that's her main quality, so you got some thinking to do if you oh, like her Oh, boy. Oh, dear. We all oh, in trouble. trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... So Katniss and Peta say goodbye to the crew, and they'll see them in a little while when they do a tour of the districts. And so Katniss begins to dream about home, and she actually kind of stops, like, being in denial about home and just lets herself dream and, like, lets herself think about actually being able to go home to her family in Gale. And so she puts her hair back in her braid, and so this kind of resembles how she can be herself again and not act to fit a role. Mm -hmm. And so she says, quote, I begin to transform back into myself. That's actually not the quote. What do you mean? Yes, it is. I began it? transforming back into myself. Oh, I said it wrong. Yeah, but you can't quote something if it's quoted. I know. Wrong. Wait, what? You can't. 
You can't paraphrase something if it's quoted. Oh, I know. I meant to read that right, and I read it wrong. I got it. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. I just... I'm sorry that you to put up with this, Kira. No comment. I don't know. I really like that quote. What do you guys think about that quote? Is there any? It's, it's like basically, it's just general. I know. I just it I shows know. how elastic she is. Really, you know, she's been through so much, and yet yeah. she always can keep coming back. Despite all the trauma she's been through. And I feel like it's good, like, it's the last chapter of the book. They're wrapping up all these loose ends and stop laughing at me, Matt. No, so many more loose ends are created. Well, yeah, I know, but, like, it's, I don't know, it's all coming to an end. You can, like, feel ending. Oh, my God, she's crying. No, I, I, I read, like, the last two pages at least ten times. I read, the, the whole I read, Cat I read like, the last two pages of But she just completely smashes his art into oh, pieces. Oh, I know. My mom started crying when she read that. She's like, how could she? really funny that's like the only part of the book where Katniss actually acts like a real girl like she obviously like does it is feeling bad that she's hurting him so much anyway we're not even do that part yet and so she says quote I stare to the mirror as I try to remember who I am and who I am not (gasps) that's her trying to figure out her emotions yeah and like also I mean she's a killer now yeah so it's like she's trying to figure out wait am I a killer that wasn't one thing about this book I thought that they would make a much bigger deal out of yeah. like because in the beginning it seemed as if they were, they were criticizing the moral like inconsistencies of the society but then yeah. then it turns into like an adventure book like all of a sudden and like the yeah, killing is just part of like, surviving I don't she doesn't know. even talk about killing Marvel and how that feels that much like I was surprised that she like doesn't revisit that in the book she can't she can't really because she has other things to worry about I mean that I obviously she felt bad about it I didn't it. expect it to go in such an adventure mode so quick when in the beginning yeah. it seemed as if it's going to be like some sci-fi moral dystopian thing technically it's a science fiction novel because you have that realistic yeah. like the futuristic types but it's not but so prevalent in this book no yeah so the flowers Peter gives her are oh, what she gathers oh that was so sad when he gives her the flowers Kiara Nori oh Peter. so and she thinks of how like you know when Peter gives her them he doesn't realize that they're like wild onions or whatever they are <laughs> Like, it's so cute. Like, Peter in those moments, so like, Peter's just, like... This is, like, just how, like, he picked the berries. I then. know. He's like, oh, I got these for you. It's like, Peter, that's really nice, but those are going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is not the council. See, that was funny here. I know. I can actually feel the funny. Duh! <laughs> so... Matt, what? That's how you laugh. Matt, shut up, Matt. She informs Peter that the Nightlock berries were too rebellious, and he doesn't realize that and so he's like wait what are you talking about <laughs> oh yeah and, and so um so then she brings up how Hamish had to coach her and not Peta. well i think Peta inferred that there was like this whole part where she like wasn't saying anything and he was like right he was coaching it wasn't he it was all for fake wasn't it yeah and so she's really <laughs> bad at lying to be honest yeah she's a bad liar she just like just stares at him so and it kind of shows how like Hamish is actually smart and he's not just a drunk like Hamish is Awesome. Yeah, Hamish is like, there's so much underneath it all. Hamish is the smartest one out of all of them. Yeah, yeah there's so much to him. And I, so I really hope experience. the movie, like, really represents him well. I'm sorry, the hair, I can't get past yeah. Hamish's hair. What? I don't know, like, at first I was like that, and then it kind of grew on me. Like, yeah, it's okay. kind of like, it's kind of like, grew on it's kind of like Lenny. <laughs> wow. It's kind of like Lenny and, like, I think it's still a little. You know how, like, in every, like, big fandom adventure fantasy movie, there's, like, the mentor, like, Dumbledore? 
Gandalf, Yoda, you know. Yes. And then Hamish <laughs> is like an anti-mentor. And I think yeah. they're trying to make him seem more legitimate when he's not. And I just think the hair is just... Oh. And I think, like, also, expanding on, like, the whole Hamish character, like, to the movie, how... I don't know if you know this, but the movie... I probably don't. Has, yeah, probably not. That's why I'm bringing it up. Um, they're not including the part where Hamish falls off the stage and, like, kind of, like... Trust him molest Effie. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but, yeah. So they're not having Why that in the movie. He co- at the reaping, he comes remember on her the stage. wig is all askew, and then she's like, "Oh, happy Hunger Games!" And she's all like trying to fix herself after he like. And then he falls off the stage and he collapses. Oh well, no, he just gives her a big hug. That's all. yeah, but it was like a little over the top. But yeah, I, know, I don't like, feel like the movie's taking... gonna portray him as much yeah, of a drunk as he is. Yeah, they're taking all these things out of him being a drunk, and like that's like it's so such important. A big part of his character. This goes back to stupid movie people not thinking about the whole series when they make the first yeah. movie. Why do they but, always do that? I don't know. I mean, I feel like just like stupid it's like they have four Daniel. movies. It's not like it's one movie. It's like, oh, you can't go that deep with characters. They have four movies. Yeah, but you have to set up a good foundation for them to be able to go that deep. I know, exactly. So, like, they're spo- they should just show him as a drunk throughout the whole movie. Well, maybe and it's then like, maybe end, it's kind of start revealing he's smart. No, maybe it's a progressive drunk. Maybe here he's not as severe than Catching Fire after he realizes what Katniss and Peter did. He starts going off the edge. Maybe. And maybe Catching Fire, he's going to be more of a But if you have to open the doors for them, because like, in Catching a lot of good Fire, character development. it's really evident that he his lifestyle is obviously in the more drunken state. When That's true, yeah. I'm, can I just please do a spoiler here? Just the whole... Just like, it's not important. No. It's just like Catching Fire things. When she walks in his house. Okay, yeah, you can just say when that. When she walks in his house in Victorsville, she sees like the beer bottles all over the place. Yeah, and that's his general. His hygiene, and she's, she has to pour a bucket of cold water on him to wake him up. Yeah. If they put in that he's a drunk in the beginning, then it shows it would make the room for like more character development later. Yeah. So I don't and know it also shows how like the relationship of him and Katniss, like how mm-hmm. Katniss changed his life, and how I mean, he changed hers. Yeah, yeah, like that whole dynamic of like how he fills the shoes of like a father, but like he's still a drunk. Like they have. Oh, it's like maybe a grudging, like, it's like a grudging symbiotic. Maybe it's like catching fire and towards the being a mockingjay is sort of like the period where he is the severe drunk. Maybe. And then because you wanted you wanted to see that Katniss changes his life. He, she does towards the end of the books. I don't know. I feel like they're just screwing up a little bit there with Haymitch, but I mean, the, the, the actors. I mean, this he's... is also Woody Harrelson's idea too. Yeah, I mean, his Woody idea was for, this? for the hairstyle and for his uh, clothes. Because he style. is portraying the character, so this is also what he wants to do. Now, Peta asks, "How much?" All right, so we're going. Sorry, oh so we just gosh, veered Peta. off completely. Um, the yeah, so we're they're still they're off the train and kind of out of earshot of people, so they can actually have a conversation. So Peta asks how much of the romance was real, and so obviously Katniss kind of not, just flounders. Yeah, and she does not. I feel so bad. The last, the last paragraph, you guys. I know. Oh. I know. So they separate on the train, and Katniss says, "Quote: It's no good loving me because I'm never going to get married anyway. If well, she I do say that to him. No, no, she's saying. Sorry, yeah, yeah Diana's right. She's not saying. She's saying this in her head. So <laughs> she says everything. Right. So she's talking to herself. And um, says, quote, it's no good loving me because I'll never get married anyway. And then she goes on to say later, if I do have feelings for him, it doesn't matter because I'll never be able to afford the kind of love that leads to a family to children. So. Shut up, Kenneth. Yeah, I know, right? So, I mean, she's being so hypocritical. No, but I think she's also, she's also being really responsible because I don't think she wants to hurt him anymore by like. I mean, she can't handle a relationship right now. She's so She unstable. can never handle a relationship. Yeah, that's true. But, like, but Peter's such a good guy that he would be able to deal with someone who can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, he could, like, you know, like... Although, Peter deserves better than Katniss, just putting that out there anyway. That what? 
Peter definitely deserves better than oh. this. Hmm. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he really does. She's got to, like, whip it in shape. <laughs> well, who else would Peter end up with? And they mentioned that Katniss isn't that pretty, so even physical-wise... Yeah. She's all, like, too skinny, and, you know, who wants her, right? But, um, so, I mean, do you guys think she's broken beyond repair at this point? Like, everything not. she's gone through? She's no. so resilient. She... I feel like Katniss... As a main character who can never be broken. And that's what makes her so extraordinary, even though she's such a normal person, is that she's just so resilient and so strong emotionally. Even though she sacrifices a lot to be that strong emotionally. But I think no matter what she goes through, she'll always come back. Although, you know, later on in the series. Yep. So so then... um, (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I'm cutting you off. Um, So Peter extends his hand and he says, quote, one more time for the audience. And so they're going out. Probably said it in like a sadder way than that. That's true. Uh, I keep messing all this up, Diana. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So she says in her head to herself, "Quote: Already the boy with the bread is slipping away from me." And then she says, "I take his hand, holding on tightly, preparing for the cameras, and dreading the moment when I will finally have to let go." End of book one. (gasps) Oh my gosh! I'm sorry. It's done. We did it. Wow. <laughs> no, it's just like taking the I know. arm. It's like, it's like oh we God, started like 18 episodes ago. <laughs> what are we going to say? It's like 218 episodes ago. No, but I'm saying that's like I know. We started, this last paragraph. She obviously loves him. Get it we started from talking about Katniss is the head of the family to this. Now she has no family. Except of course she does. Stop. Isn't yeah. it funny? It's like monumental. Like that we got this far already. So we move on to our next segment, which oh, is capital, capital <laughs> opera, opera. Yes. Um, oh which is God. like you guys just dragging on. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> would you, you guys know the drill. Just pick pick a song, talk about it, usual stuff. So this is um one engine by the Decemberists, and this is on the uh, official unofficial. Is it official? It's official. Official Hungry Game soundtrack. So, yeah, this will go under my tab, Capital Opera, and, um... Oh, you're sending your songs so you know where yeah, to send them. Yeah, you guys got this. <laughs> <laughs> you All know right. what you're doing. So, let's listen to the song. the songs that they constantly have the one engine coming in and um i think that's like, why it's called cool. uh, one engine sorry guys i think one engine um obviously if in relation to the hard games means that like one tribute maybe i don't think the it's one, that no, in depth. I, maybe not but that's just me i don't feel like this is this is obviously not they're not going to use it and while movie. i was listening to this on youtube a few no. people said that they think this song would be played while they're on the train to the capital 
If it was or, playing in the movie. If it was playing in the movie. Or it just if seems a bit were, too... I'm, whoa. Okay, Matthew, finish your sentence. No, it's fine. You go. Go ahead. We'll talk. Go chat it up. Well, it just seems it's a bit too poppy to really fit in any part of the... Yeah, like, I don't see how it's names at all. It's a nice song by itself, but... I mean, it's obvious... I don't think it re- relates to anything specifically. Yeah. I mean, the whole song is about, like, perseverance and, like, struggles and such, but I don't think it really... But I almost feel like this would be a scene where they're, like, getting ready or something, just kind of, like, getting dressed or, like... One of those scenes where they, like... Instead of just yeah, like, just like a montage of like just like them getting ready. One of those montage scenes to like to explain something that happens over a long period of time. Like maybe like show them training or something. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, I like I love that. <laughs> Sorry, that's just like a really good idea. Oh, thanks. Not man. really, but I just okay. Um, yeah. So I mean, I mean, it's a good song, but it's it doesn't really have any depth to it, like Diana said. I, so. I feel like it was chosen for its like upbeatness more than its lyrics. Yeah, or just the artist, so they kind of just pulled that together. So, well, uh, that about wraps up the show. And um, so just plugging some things. Um, if you go to squarespace.com slash nightlock, there's a two-week trial for your own website. Use the code nightlock3 when checking out after your trial. And if you have any questions at all about Squarespace or related to the podcast or Hunger Games or anything we talk about at all, um, shoot us an email at nightlockpodcast.gmail.com. So like us on Facebook, that's facebook.com slash nightlockpodcast. Follow us on Twitter, that's twitter.com slash nightlockpod. Subscribe us on iTunes, and you can find all those links on our website, nightlockpodcast.com. So keep the reviews up on iTunes. Reviewing us is the best way to spread the word about our podcast and help fans like you discover us and, you know, expand our world. Hunger Games expanding, we're expanding. It's it's all lovely. Everything's just... 14,000 subscribers. Wow, Matt. Thanks for putting that out there. 14,000. Awesome. Not bragging or anything. (laughs) Right. Um, So, as we end every episode with some recommendations. Recommendations. Sorry. Yeah, okay. She's such a French man. We do a French day. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we did a French. So. Awful. I'm sorry. Each host recommends a book. I keep forgetting that we're on the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, each host is going to recommend a book that readers of The Hunger Games may enjoy. So, um, take it away, Matt. Alright, I recommend Ink Heart by Cornelia Fugue. And, um, this is sort of, if you guys read The Thief Lord, this is sort of not really related at all. But, um, this is kind of like a fantasy type of story. Um, this main character is a little girl, and her father reads her this book called Ink Heart. And the characters sort of come to life in the book. The characters come out of the book. This basically. is a movie with Brandon yeah, Fraser. Isn't yeah, the, it? there is a movie about this. So, and it's basically the journey of her, like her way to find her mother. And it's also has to do with Hunger Games because Brandon Fraser was in a movie with Josh Hutcherson. Is that the thing? Well, that has nothing to do with Hunger Games at all. Is that the thing where the guy opens up the book? And yeah, everything comes oh, out of it. Everything goes. Like, oh, I saw a trailer nice. for that movie once. Yeah. yeah. So I, I thought. I, I mean, so parts of it are like really long and dragging. So I thought it was pretty good. Besides that. Okay, um, I'm Kira, and I recommend Hatchet by Gary Paulson. Good book. Yes, amazing. Um, for those of you that love the nature aspect of Hunger Games, I know the main character in Hatchet, right? Brian. Yeah. He was. He reminded me a lot of Katniss, actually, in his like individualism. Yeah. And his, I don't know. I don't know, like his way of like he. And even his way of thinking. He just yeah. Is like he's her. very like survival mode, and like um, basically like the storyline is a boy um is going on an airplane to see his dad. And, um, and it's, like, a private airplane. Like, there's, like, the pilot and just him. So, the, um, the pilot 
Has a heart attack. Has a heart attack. And so the plane goes down, and he has to land the plane. And so it's kind of him surviving through the woods and all the aspect that goes with And this. all he has is, guess what? A, a hatchet. hatchet. So, not quite a bow and arrow, but I mean, he, I mean, definitely, for those of you that love the survival and, you know, Katniss in the Woods, definitely check that book out. I have to say this is probably my all-time favorite book. Really? I just know. I'm just, like, I obsessed with the... Good. Did you read all the sequels? Yeah, I did. Really good. Not all of them were that good. Brian's Winter wasn't that I don't know. But I like, liked Brian's I don't know, like, I just have an obsession with, like, nature in the woods and, like... The river? Oh, it's not that good. Oh, I love that. Really? Well, I don't know. I just, I love, like, Gary Paulson just talking about nature and just, like, the, the Island is another book not related to the series, but, um, it's just, like, of a boy, like, on an island, just, like, alone. Like, he goes out to an island once in a while and just hangs out and, like, I don't know. All right, Diana, go ahead. Pride and Prejudice <laughs> is a great book. Read it. That's my recommendation by Jane right, Austen. Thank you, um, Diana. And we will see you for the next episode of Nightlock. Oh, and you will? Not you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not you. Oh. The fans. Listeners, right? Because you're not a fan, so it doesn't include right. you. Oh, um, I so, fans. <laughs> no. I love this So, series. actually, we have a little surprise announcement that's not that exciting. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, I killed them myself. Yeah. Um, so, Matt and I were talking, and we decided that we're going to do an episode solely on... Oh, Lord. You don't want to do it now? This is going. Um, so we're going to do an episode. Um, basically, it's going to be like Capital Opera for the whole episode. And so it, we're going to talk about all the songs on the Hunger Games Companion CD. So hopefully most of them are insightful and we can talk about them. And, they're not and this will be, be before the movie. And so then we are yeah. going to do like a whole like joint thing with like Mariah and Diana and everything after the movie. Yeah, we're um, gonna talk about the movie, and I think we should take notes during the movie. And while oh, I like, am taking. While we're not gonna take cry, notes for while us. not crying my eyes out. So. Yeah, I mean we're gonna see it more than once, but we're gonna record um, as soon as we can after the movie. So uh, probably like you know like the night after. Um, but yeah, like going back to the music thing, um, that will come. Well, the the CD is being released the twentieth, so hopefully we can actually record the twentieth and then have it out as soon as possible after that. So. Definitely more to come from Nightlock Podcast, so, you know, keep checking back iTunes, and uh, keep sending us emails, and happy Hunger Games Month, guys. Happy Hunger Games! Bye. 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 Right. Well, we'll, let's take a look here. Oh, he's got a little, little going on. Got a little nifty thing going on. Nifty thing? Nifty thing. Yeah. All right. Is there a picture? Does it have a picture? Kira. Oh, hey, is that J.K. Rowling in the sidebar? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Rowling's new book. Oh, yeah, J.K. Rowling's new book, you guys. Anyway, this is not a hungry... I don't, I don't, not I don't a know. Harry Potter podcast. Never there mind. is... Yeah, there's no picture. Okay. Right. Well, we'll <clears throat> find out. Did you know that there's a Harry Potter wand remote control? <laughs> is there really? But that I, makes sense. <laughs> but that's... It's just awesome. <sighs> So. <laughs> oh my god, Matt. What? Get a hold of yourself. What? I'm no. just fixing my tank top. He's like. Yeah. But. Bob it. Oh, okay. So, Bob it? Drop it. Bob it? All those times it, you've been going back. Shit, pull it. I always uh, wanted one of those and I never I got one. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you have a Bob it, I want it right now. It doesn't work though. Like, I don't I know if it needs to batteries own. or like. Matt, oh yeah, Matt has more playing. Wait a minute, hold on. Break from the Hungry Games for a second. Is that sticker on the outside of your window? How did you do that?
Oh, you put it up and then put it on the other side. <laughs> I thought you like took a ladder and like climbed up on the other side of your house and put the. And you're the smart one. I am. Right. Not smart. <laughs> Not smart. All right. So. Got it right, Matthew. Anyway, I'm sorry, Kira. And he's like, oh, oh man, I forgot it. <laughs> he said something like. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. It's with an I. What are you sporting a capital look there? No, I, I put my... Never mind. Okay. The listeners have no idea what we're talking yeah. about right now. Okay. Um, Huck Finn. Huck Finn was... Actually, I never read Huck Finn. Yay! <laughs> but, um... What was a book I like? Would it be bad for me to recommend an Englishy book? No, like what? go for it. Okay, let's see. My top favorite books... Well, within the top just pick three. one book. Pick <laughs> I'm one book. Out of the world, pick a book. Lord of the Flies. Was that already? Yeah, he already oh, did that. Sorry, sorry. Well, I seconded it. But um, 